Yo, yo, yo. What up, baby? Welcome to an outside edition of Salinas in the Ground podcast. I'm out here at the Monterey County Fairgrounds right now. It's Friday, uh, first day Ink at the Bay Tattoo Festival. If you listened to the episode with Paulina, you heard what it was all about, but now we're here. It's tough because it's kind of a visual thing, so we'll have to take a lot of good pictures. And I mean, I'm telling you, hey, fellas, when I'm saying it's a visual thing, I mean, it's a visual thing, you know? <laughs> But anyway, dude, I'm just setting up. I just set up right here under some canopy. There's there's a power outlet, and I got a table. That's all I fucking needed. So I'm just going to just sit here and talk for a bit. I'm looking out at the vendors in front of me. So I got all the vendor stuff. Cocktails. Ooh, got some tequila cocktails right there at Jefe. Franchi over there making friends, of course, as she does. To the left of me... So we're in the building one, one and two, or building two and three. I mean, something like that. So it's not, it's not where the stage is, like where Cali Roots is. It's a little bit farther from that. It's the two big rooms, and then it's this big lawn area. So it's a, it's a pretty significant space. I mean, it, it's big. The both of the rooms got uh, just tattoo artists set up there, just doing their work. Some are chilling, some are working. It's fucking amazing. It's it's fucking pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. You could just hear the fucking bzz, 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 all there. I was going to set up in there, but I was just like, nah, we're going to keep hearing that buzzing. And it's going to get kind of distracting after a while. But, dude, it, it, it's awesome. These people, I was just talking to to Jorge Casas from Casa de Humo Barbecue. And he was saying that he was just speaking to, um, oh, and by the way, there's we're under a fucking flight path as well, apparently. The fairgrounds are, are right under a flight path, so... You're going to hear bands, you're going to hear announcers, you're going to hear planes. It's just, that's what happens when you're outside. Anyway, so Jorge was telling me that he was talking to some tattoo artists from Madrid, dude. You had people from Spain. And and if you listen to that episode with Paulina, you know, or you heard how difficult that was, man. That was not easy trying to get them certified because, you know, it's got to, everything's got to be sanitary. Everything's going to be above the board. Everything's got to be legit. And yeah, and, and that's pretty simple enough unless people don't speak the language and some people didn't speak English. So yeah, so it, it's awesome that, dude, I mean, come on, when, when is somebody, you know, how much is it going to cost for you to fly to Madrid to get a tattoo? I mean, it's, it's nuts. You could just come here for 35 bucks. It was a bit busy, though. There's a graduations going on, so there was a lot of, a lot of traffic. You can't hear it, but uh, we got ballet folklorico going on at the stage now. It was Paulina driving by in a golf cart, man. The people that put these events on, I'm telling you, it's amazing. When you go to events, you see them because they usually got their staff shirts on, but you don't really know who they are. Once you know like who the people are that are putting it on, you see how they never, ever stop. It's just a constant, constant. And again, as she drives by going to whatever project or fire she's going to put out, she gets stopped by a couple other people, of course, and another one comes in just adding adding to her to her dilemma i mean that's what she was saying she was looking forward for monday anyway we'll get we're gonna get some we'll get some artists soon i just want to settle in there's a long walk man i parked all the way at the other side of the fairgrounds because again there was the graduations it, it was quite a journey with like even though this thing has wheels gets heavy there's a golf course here too i didn't know that shit Anyway, it's a fun event. It's still early. The sun's still out. There's still a long ways to go. I think it ends at 10 o'clock tonight. There's a there's a banda, like she said. Tonight's theme is banda. They are setting up as a big stage. There's people from Selena, so you know it's going to be good. I don't know if it's actually... I mean, it's Jaime. It's the homie Jaime. I don't know if it's like if it's La Creación or one of his other projects, but it's definitely Jaime out here. Yeah, so he's going to get that party going. I was going to say lit, but get the fuck out of here. I'm 35. I don't talk that way. <laughs> I can, but I'll be talking out of my ass. I don't know what the fuck that shit mean. That's what's up. It's, uh, it's cool, man. It's cool seeing Casa de Humo out there with their tent. You see, again, Jaime here, Paulina from Salinas. We're, we're outside of the, a room called the Salinas Room. It's neat. It's neat to see, you know, the whole community get together like this. It's badass. The county's been divided too long. It's been separate. I mean, it's still going to be. There's still so much more money on this part of the, the peninsula or this part of the valley, but we can still mingle. <laughs> Is that, I don't know how the hell you say it. Five-minute intro. I wanted to say something. I had to say something. I had to set up and say something on today. We'll be here 
today and Sunday. Sunday is lowrider. Dude, I'm, I'm picturing this place with cars, with lowriders all over the place. There's a couple of lowriders right now, but Sunday is a car show. And, I mean, it's pointless to try to get you here because by the time you're listening to this, it's after the fact. But I look forward to that. We'll see. We'll see. You'll hear me on Friday how much my, my opinion has changed, how much more excited I am for that car show. It's, it's going to be a great time. It's so, man, I'm telling you, people are just walking by with saran wrap on them and shit. It's so cool. <laughs> Haven't seen them just get their, their stuff done. And it's interesting how quick it must happen. I, I can't wait to talk to one of these artists because I'm curious. Like, what, what's an average job? What are we talking about? 30 minutes, an hour? If it's an hour, you're here seven hours, you're uh, seven a day. That's kind of a lot. You're doing 21 tattoos in a weekend. That, that would really add up very quickly. I don't know. We'll see. We'll ask them. You hear that? In the background? Actually, no, you can't. I would lower it. Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, as you can tell in the background, the band has started. The sun, the sun's still out, but the fog's getting thicker, so it's getting darker. Crowd's getting thicker as well. More people seem to be showing up. I think the graduation's done. More people are, are getting chances to park. And yeah, and it's it's. It's filling up again. I'm. I got that dilemma. I don't know if I should take all this stuff down and go into Salinas and come back, or just stay here for another couple hours. I would love to do that. Got that. Got that meeting. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we can pull off. What's cool is, man, this is a really cool family. It's a family event. That's what's interesting. Is again, you you think the tattoos and all that, you would think it might be more mature, but nah, dude. There's a bunch of families out here. It's, Man, it's a family-friendly event. I, I think it, it's cool. It shows more of that, again, that, that culture is just it's just people, man. It's just people that love art. And that's how they express it. And this is a cool event to have, to get for all those people to gather. You're just seeing people walk around buying stuff, man. People are spending that money. And that's what's got to be done. You know, there's no point doing this. People don't spend no money. I mean, like I said, it is a bit foggy, but it's not freezing. There's still people out there in t-shirts, and people are braving it. People are braving it out there. I'm hoping that Frenchie makes her way back over here. Frenchie could come over. Maybe I could go out there and find find a person to interview. Maybe we could get an actual person other than just me describing the situation. The lawn can use a bit of watering, but we're in a drought, so leave it like that. You should probably take it out and put native plants and ornamentals. Just kidding. We got an, another plane flying by us right now, so that's gonna make some. Damn, not that much. Maybe it's a hybrid. They make hybrid planes yet? There it is. But yeah, man, it's a great mix of people. Like I'm saying, there's families here, young families, older families, single people, groups of people. Everybody's got a smile on their face. Everybody's having a good time. It is the first day, the first couple of hours, so you know it does take take some time for people to settle in. But it's going to be a great event. As you can hear, again, the band is going to keep playing until 10 o'clock, until the sun goes down. People are going to be partying it up. Booze is a-flowing. The cocktails are being poured. I see people at the cocktail tent right now re-upping. How much did he get? Is he getting one or two? I don't know. He's... He's got that. He's got one. And it's a beer, too. Why you gotta go? You go to the cocktail tent and get a beer. Come on. <laughs> Just wanted to get a quick update as to what is going on, what I'm seeing. I'm going to go go back and see if I can find Frenchie and see if I can get her to sit by the equipment for a bit. Get myself a guest. We'll see. All right. All right. Yo, yo, yo. We're here. Day three. Ink at the Bay. We're in between Casas de Humo Barbecue and... Lumpia. No, it's a Lumpia place? It's a Lumpia. Oh, the Lumpia, so we're... Uh, it just smells good right here, man. People just, yeah, they're coming over here thinking they're going to get food, and they're like, what the fuck are these guys doing? We're yeah. podcasting. <laughs> we're like in between the trash. Huh? It's recycled. It's, it's recycled. good. We're green, man. We represent that stuff. It's cool because there's a lot of people coming here because the food is next to us, so we get to see a lot of the crowd. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm tripping out because not, not that it was like dead on Friday, it was, but it was just a lot slower and it was a more family-oriented crowd. There yeah. still are families here. I mean, there's a stroller right in front of us. But, but, this, but we're all, all these cars here? No. Oh, okay, so that's no, what it is. No, heck no, yeah. 
Yeah, which is cool. And that's I think that's what I said. Every every day is kind of a different thing. Yeah, so I, I guess, know they have like a reggae time, and they like today's the all the. the yeah, last night was reggae. reggae. Friday was banda, dude. They had uh, uh, banda la, la creación. Shout out to Jaime. Damn. Yeah, I show up. Jaime's setting up. Like, what the hell? You know it's gonna be a great show. <laughs> hey, bro, I am sweating profusely. I've been practicing that word profusely. I mean, <laughs> using the P's. It's true, dude. That's what I said when I did my first little mini intro before this. It's humid. It's like it's like Central Florida in the summer right now. Yeah. I mean, it's actually it's not that it's not that hot, but it is still humid. It's just the humid. Yeah, so it's and, maybe and like we're, seventy. We're pretty spoiled here, so you know what I mean. So when something like this, just you know, a little change, and then it's just like, oh god. We get like five humid days like this a year. Like humidity, yeah. really, because like, it, it could get hot. It definitely can get hot, especially now. Look at this guy. I thought they. I thought you had to stay within Salina City limits. I thought you had to stay within Salina City limits. Oh, okay. The weekend, you're cool. Oh hell yeah. That's what's. That's a good deal. Cheers, brother. Hey, this is some good beer, by the way. I, I, I yeah, dude. All right, Side so, Brewery Tattoo Haze. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, they made this uh, hazy IPA just for this festival. And again, and because of that, you know my cynical ass. You know I'm a little skeptical. You know, so yeah. a brewery. Oh, you're just trying to hook somebody up. You know, so like, all right, we'll slap a name on something. But this is really good. This is a legitimately good beer. If I were to go to XL Public House, 126 Main Street. <laughs> if I were to go to XL and order this, and I got, and I'm just drank it, I, I yeah. would order another one. They do have. I mean, it's not too heavy, but on a kind of humid day like this, they do got like a more Mexican lager. Yeah. Well, I, I like this. This is especially for right now that it is, like you just said, it's for a hot day. It works perfectly. Yeah, it's pretty refreshing for stuff. That. And you know what? I, I, honestly, I've been kind of like toning down on the beer. So this and then the uh, the, U, the union, the soccer team, uh, the one yeah. that they made. Uh, what is it called? Land and Sea. Land and Sea. And I think that those two right there. Oh, we got this sexy man right here, Casa de Humo. Hell yeah. Our water boy just showed up. <laughs> Thank you. He's here to collect it. <laughs> About three waters. Guys, but your guys' tent is too big for, for the area here. <laughs> too big. It's podcasting here, photo booth over there. Right? This is the, this is the media section. This is the yeah. Hey, you know what? We got the same the same booth as a photo booth. That's a funny thing, dude. Right across from us too. They're, they're How right is up. it? Is it crooked? You gotta you, you gotta adjust. How's the sweat? Oh my god! I'm like sweating. the breeze is kicking in though. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting yeah, like, I got the spot. Like hot flashes here, bro. My <laughs> like first day as a woman, I'm already getting. Hot you got the, you got the shade, bro. You set up the tent. I just put this closer to the power. Oh shoot! I put it closest to the power. I was like, why am I sweating more? I was like, well, the sun's hitting me. That's pretty cool. But <laughs> ni modo. We need a guest. We need to talk to somebody here. Yeah, yeah, just not Jorge. We've talked to Jorge, but no, thank you, thank you for letting me uh, be part of this, man. This was cool. It, it was a nice little break from you know I was moving and everything, so I just needed to break the monotony. Yeah, no, and this is fun. I'm I'm excited. This is this is a cool. I love cars. I love lowriders. Can I have a? I'm I'm gonna confess to you right now. This is actually my first thing at the bay. I've never been either. Oh hell yeah! No, All right, I had I had never to the, to the virgins. <laughs> Yeah, I had heard of it, of course, you know, but tattoos, really, it's not my thing. And Do you have a tattoo? No, not at all. I got one when I was 13. Damn. And I'm going to tell you this. For my, I think it was uh, for one of my birthdays, my siblings, I'm going to tell you a little story. My siblings wanted me to cover it up because they you know that I, I, I was just embarrassed. Dude, it was a homemade. <laughs> it was a homemade tattoo. It was like a guitar string with Indian ink and... Yeah, it was it was it was all bad. Well, anyways, I told them I wanted to cover, and they say we can't cover it right there, bro. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, the thing is that it was like above my shoulder. It was all right up here, and I told my brother, hey, take a picture. I gotta see what's up. Well, I was 13. No, I was 12 years old when I got it. Damn. Now it's like down here, bro. <laughs> it's like under the the umbrella, and I didn't even know. It was like fuck, dude. So I couldn't get it covered. <laughs> well, it's, it's a sensitive area, or no, no. The the way I the art the piece that I wanted to do, he was like, it's not gonna look right, uh, you know, because of the position. But my my ass thinking is like right, kind of like above my sh like you know right by my shoulder, yeah. and then, no, it's already like <laughs> stretched down all the way to my my armpits practically. 
I, that well, that's one. That's why I want to interview a tattoo artist because that's my big question of the weekend. Yeah, is let if you're doing a really big job. Oh, oh damn! That would, Thank that you, bro. Great. Right here, go for it. <laughs> but, <laughs> let's. Oh damn, bro! That's I'm so sure. good. Hell yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, you, nah, yeah, yeah I, I do got the shade. It you is got the shade. But again, let's say you're doing a tattoo that takes several sessions, like a really big piece, and that person either gains a lot of weight or loses a lot of weight. How does that work? Huh? Yeah. Can yeah. it affect it? Because if you're the artist, you could be like, hey, bro, like fucking Bart's forehead is looking kind of funky now. <laughs> no, even the skin. Uh, My wife tried to do it and... Some people's skin doesn't absorb the ink. Oh, really? Yeah, like it, it actually like uh, spews it out or something. It's, it's, it's got crazy, that good bro. immune system. Yeah, yeah. That, like, I think that's what it is, man. Like foreign invader, get this shit out of here. But yeah, if if, if we see somebody, I, I, it'll be nice to get. It. I'm looking at one dude right here. I'm looking at this guy, but he's waiting for his his casa de humo uh, food. But I'm looking uh, at a lot of things. I'm not gonna lie. The, the cars aren't the only pretty things that are walking by, or I guess they're not. The cars are just sitting there, but yeah. a lot of <laughs> a lot of eye candy, both ve- vehicular and human humanoid. I'm looking at the sky. That's all. I'm just looking up. <laughs> hey, and for the ladies, I'm sure there's a. There's, I've seen do, do shirtless dudes that are like, ah, oh, goddamn, I'll never look like that. Put a shirt on, creepo. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's it's funny. I'm like right now. There, there, there's one that passed by right now, and. He's, and she had a piece, and you could tell like it's already been aged and stuff. So it is, it is kind of com- curious now that you mention that, because you could see that like, you, you could tell the like, difference, like the ones that've been sitting there, right? Like, I mean, like it's been aging. <laughs> it's too, yeah, and it's super cool actually to see the people walk around with the fresh ones. Yeah, because there's some people that got it wrapped, and some people that are like, "Fuck this, I got to show this off now." Hell yeah! You want me to pull somebody? Yeah, go. Yeah, let me, let me pull somebody yeah, right now. Go make some friends, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, huh, all right. Let me, let me. I'll just mute you. Okay. I'll keep talking because I like to talk. Man, that DJ is killing it. A plus. That's the one thing I was thinking too, man. We should, Some wipes for the headphones. I didn't even think about that. Oh, shit. The Impala's waking up. The Impala's waking up in front of us. I don't Y'all can't see it. Oh, actually, we're getting recorded, so you can see some of it. Got prints going on in the background. This DJ is killing it. What does it say? Showtime. I guess he's DJ Showtime. I don't, but he's killing it. He's killing and Dude, I'm telling you, oh, this is so cool. It's been such a long time since we've been out in a festival type thing. I mean, we were at the Homebrew Festival. That's what really kicked it off. Big, big shout out once again to Steinbeck Rotary, all the Chris's that were involved. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks, Kim, the president, for, for inviting us out and, and everybody. We, we had such a great time. It was such a great time. It had been two years of, of, I mean, the podcast kept going. You know, we, we keep doing this podcast. We're going to keep doing it. Like I've said before, I could lose all the equipment. I could lose the studio. As long as I have a fucking phone, as long as I have something to record on, I'm going to keep podcasting. That That's just what I love to do now. But again, after two years of not being able to bring guests into the studio and, and not going out to events, it was like, what what is this? What are we doing? Do we have to change what our, what we're doing? Or do we just continue? But all right, I think Rob might have found somebody. All right, and Rob Rob fished out a guest, and he found Rob. <laughs> Rob went out and found Rob, but it's not it's not Rob Garcia. Or is it Rob Garcia? Nah. Okay, I was going to say, damn, that'd be way too close. Anyway, Rob, how's it going? Pretty good, man. It's a very good day, man. Is this your first day here? Yeah, this is my first day here. Bro. Oh, okay. We were here on Friday, and I'm tripping out because this is such a different vibe than Friday. Yeah, from what I heard, it's it's been a, a couple different lineups of different events going on right here. And what are you doing here? You're working here, or are you um, just come to check it out? No, I'm actually doing uh, coverage for Street Low Magazine. Oh hell yeah, dude! So Street, this is gonna be at Street Low. Yeah, man. Sweet, I fucking love that. <laughs> I love the car. We did. Were you the one that got us into the into the booth? We, we recorded at Street Low years ago. That was fun. So how long have you been doing photography? I've been doing it for about two years now, bro. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So you barely started it? Yeah, pretty much. The journey's right, just right there, man. And you started uh, with cars? Uh, actually, no. I, I started off with, like, landscapes and just, like, nature shots. And oh, then, <laughs> yeah, I stumbled upon a lowrider show and... 
This is my life now. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! And now you're only street lower. What did you like freelance kind yeah, of deal? Yeah, I, I do freelance as well. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, definitely. Like most of the time, it's like pertaining to lower rider scene every here and there. Do like portraits or like uh, promo shots, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's been it's definitely a, a, an amazing journey, dude. I've stumbling upon it. I never thought it would be this. Do you have an Instagram page? Yeah, it's uh, S. Roberto. Uh, street low. Either I've seen you. Yours, uh, that sounds familiar, man. The <laughs> S. Roberto. Yeah. S. Roberto Street Low. And are you gonna be at the at the Lowrider Super Show or the Street Low? Say no, you can't do that, bro. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be I'll be at the at the Tavares uh, Super Show here in Salinas on the July 30th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually working in, uh, together with them on uh, just a couple promo shoots. Are you really? Oh hell yeah. yeah! I'm trying to get somebody. I mean, I know I can, but I'm trying to make hoping the schedule works out where I could get somebody on the podcast before that because we have our studios. Dude, our studios used to be right across from their offices in Old Town. Oh, nice. but I know they now they moved, so I'm like, damn. They- a little bit more of a, of a drive yeah. but this is crazy so the car show is big enough that street low magazine heard about it like the the tavares super no this one here oh, at oh, this the- one this one yeah yeah this one as well because uh usually kind of like like it's put on by oldies and uh and in the past uh street low and oldies have had like partnerships and throwing events here in the central coast a couple i think it was about a month ago the oldies put on a a performance there in, at the Fox Theater with um, the Altons. The Altons were there, and we provided coverage for oh, it. Oh, shit. I, I, yeah. That was, yeah, I, rem- I remember that. People were, after after that show, people went to King's End and were talking it up. They were, they were loving it. Wait, so Oldies is a is a company? No, it's, I, it's, I feel so stupid. No, Oldies. I know are, it's a type of music. No, no. I, well, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to speak out of, out of hand or anything like that, but as much as I know, it's, it's Oldies. Is a car club that was oh okay because yeah because I see trophies and everything and you know I thought it was just gonna be a part of the tattoo event like all right we'll bring in some lowriders but dude it's a whole it's a whole thing there's got to be somebody from oldies walking around here yeah I'm pretty sure there's, there's a couple members around here yeah. so how'd you get into the photography uh, two years ago oh I know <laughs> I wonder what happened two years ago that everybody <laughs> exactly. had extra time exactly. man exactly what happened that's exactly <laughs> what happened I had I had extra time on my hands and. You know what? I decided to walk into Best Buy and just get myself in a little bit of debt and pursue a hobby, man. And I just went, I just went full speed, see my head with it. You know what I mean? Well, and you doing landscapes and stuff like in this area, bro. Like people like dream about coming yeah, to this area, and exactly. you're like, we just live. Like I could drive an hour and be in Big Sur. Exactly, exactly, man. And 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 the funny thing about it is that nowadays, like landscape photography is more more just something that i do for myself and uh and yeah i'm i feel very fortunate to be surrounded by the grapes of wrath you know what i mean yeah this is where where john steinbeck just pretty much came up with all of it you know what i mean so and did you ever have an artistic kind of mind like that before i feel like yeah a little here and there with dabbling with uh, just drawing uh, pen and ink oh okay so i see you have tattoos did you design any of those Uh, or is that the only one Actually, oh no, you have two. These are the ideas that kind of just like it, originally this entire hand was just three, four multiple pieces together. So first started off with a cup, and then the universe, and then like a, a forest, and just me walking through it. And this right here, I decided to get a little quote that says, uh, "Love to live and live to love." Hell <laughs> yeah. And that's all. That's what. Oh, right. and and I got a couple other ones around. Oh, okay, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Dude, okay, so yeah, you're, you're you like the scene because I don't have any at all, you know. And yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, it's it's cool seeing all these people. Well, I love the whole family aspect of it, you know, because when we were kids, I well, I mean, I don't know how it was for you, but again, usually typically Mexican traditional Mexican moms are like tattoos are for cholos yeah, and bad yeah, people yeah, yeah. and shit. And <laughs> yeah, I know, I know it, bro. I know exactly what you mean, bro. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool to see the kids, you know. Like you see them all around, they're getting exposed to it and seeing that it's just people, you know, it's just people that do this. It's not a certain type of person. It could be anybody, you know, nerds and gangsters or whatever it is. It's just, it, I think it's just uh, the mindset is is starting to progress and starting to become. We're just. I feel like what's happening to 
to our our culture as as far as Hispanics is we're starting to go through the same phases that every other culture went through when they first immigrated here, and we're starting to Americanize and starting to adopt new views and stuff and so forth. But alongside still keeping like the old classic views, let alone like just for example cruising and the lowrider world. This is it's a it's it's like a generational mindset that's passed on from from person to person and it's a it's a very special thing because i've seen it kind of just bring families together you know what i mean well they just removed the cruising anti-cruising ordinances from san jose and now they're talking about removing the anti-cruising ordinances in salinas you know and it's so interesting that again when we were kids it was that was all the cops in the city was like no cruising no cruising like and again and i would go out to those events you know to the car meets and shit and it was just People meeting up. I mean, shit happens. You know, shit happens all everywhere. Um, but yeah, the whole no cruising was so weird. But like you're saying, it's so interesting that now a new generation is is in charge. You know, like especially in Salinas, a city council. You know, we got 22 year olds, 26 year olds. You know, 30 year olds, younger and Mexicans as well, or Latin. I don't know. I say Mexican because yeah. I feel weird saying Hispanic or Latino or whatever because it again I feel like some like a Peruvian or some Venezuelan they're like hey motherfucker like we we don't do that shit they're eating their pupusas or whatever (laughs) and just being cool and so yes I'm like I don't yeah I don't want to just come like we are we're all our own people you know so again from at least in the Mexican-ness it's so neat to see you know now young Mexicans who are first generation now making the decisions you know of changing the laws and one of the first things is like cruising is back yo we can cruise again that yeah. beer hit Rob hard <laughs> lightweight lightweight <laughs> Rob had three drinks of beer and we, we're having to get him kicked out now <laughs> security is talking to him very harshly yeah man <laughs> it, it, it makes me very happy to to see a, a community like progress it be progressing acceptance into into what and to be like hey this is our little slice of, of our world and you know what i mean this is something that we cherish and that's that's you see it being passed down have you yeah. seen the things i'm sorry to cut you off there no, but no. Uh, on the vice has like where japan has a lowrider chicano yeah. culture and shit, yeah dude. man it, it's 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 crazy man because uh i've talked to some of the other photographers in the industry and they've, they've told me about their little uh the trips out there oh, that, really? that, that it, there's like a whole little scene going on out there and we don't even realize it there's like stuff i know i've had like a couple a, a couple people message me from in, on instagram from like australia and i'm like damn man I, it's crazy it really is it's crikey like, bro <laughs> <laughs> the internet has definitely changed the whole the whole capsules of the world right it, it yeah. shrank a lot of it yeah because well, yeah. Well, yeah, when i first saw that i honestly got a little upset because i'm like wait like what did they take of the culture you know like did yeah. they take the violence and the choloness yeah but they were like fuck no like we like the the clothing we like the the music we like the the cars yeah and i i literally almost teared up bro because i was just like that's fucking dope bro yeah. these japanese people Seeing that about me- and not just Mexican, but Mexican American culture, you know, and it's exactly, like they, they don't—they're not saying I'll oh, go back where you came from, wet bags or whatever. They're just digging what we have, and I'm like, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, definitely, man. But yeah, dude, it's uh—it's definitely something that's even more, even more so with just the uh, mainstream media. You got like, uh, for example, like what was that the Lowrider movie that was going on in San Francisco? The name slips for me. It wasn't me barrio, right? No, oh. no, no, no. Wow, dude, with fucking what's his name? Ah, dude, I can't come up with the name, dude. Now it's gonna bug me. With Benjamin Bratt, right? I believe so, dude. Because Benjamin Bratt's Mexican, man. What's that movie where he did him? It's a lowrider movie in the mission in San Francisco. There you go, La Misión. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. So you got you got stuff like that going on. You got you got Vice starting to pay attention to like a little subculture that's going on that's out in in Japan. You know what I mean? Like it's it's cool, man. It's definitely it's cool to see uh, to see our our culture celebrated. Yeah, yeah no, I, and the positive parts of it. That's why again at first I was like, oh, if they're all about like, oh, this is how gangsters and violent people do it, I'd be like, for you Japanese people, you don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. But now nah, they 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 went yeah for the the beautiful parts of it, and and yeah, it's getting more accepted. And did, but did you see Hentified on Netflix? Hentified. Hentified. Ah, oh, bro, that shit's awesome. About a. A Mexican family try to save their taco shop in Boyle Heights in East LA. Uh huh. Cause like the the town or the neighborhood's getting all gentrified. Yeah. 
And that's why it's called Hentified. But it's so dope because it, it, it's written by Mexican-Americans. And it's a whole different vibe, you know? It's not like uh, Speedy Gonzalez or some shit, you know? It's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a true true show of our culture, I guess. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. I'm talking out of my ass now. <laughs> the beers are trying to kick in. Right? Yeah, <laughs> me talking shit to Rob. I'm over here. I was hungry, dude. And now I got this. And I'm just charging it. <laughs> Surviving on beer. Yeah. Well, luckily we were right next to Casa de Humo, dude. On Friday was the same thing. I got that brisket nachos. Woof. Ooh, that shit. Just... I think I think I might need to pick that up. Bro, I was walking by people. Is, is that from the barbecue place? Is that you? Yup. Yup. <laughs> anyway, Rob. Any, uh, what was your the, uh, the Instagram one more time? My Instagram is S Roberto Street Low. E S E right. Yep. For all you Caucasians out there. <laughs> For all you monolinguists. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So and check out Sri magazine, man. So it, it's a it's a cool cool magazine. I love it. They they that's the start of the lowrider season, is in Salinas at the 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 Street Low car show in March. Yeah. I've heard people say that, and so I believe it. <laughs> and anything that makes Salinas look good, I'm all for. So, but damn, look at Rob's got some. Yeah. Got all right, we're gonna take another quick break. You get some food as well. Thank you for doing this. Nice. All right, man. Thanks. All right, we're back with the first victim that's not part oh, of our crew. Man. Uh, no, this isn't. Because, man, sometimes we interview politicians and stuff, and we're like, all right, you're in the hot seat now. But <laughs> this is a fun interview. This is a fun interview. What was your name again? Man, I'm James. I, uh, my name is James Howard. I work at Bishop Rotary. I work with a gentleman by the name of Franco Viscovi. We're up here for the show visiting with our friend uh, Exclusive Juan. That's his Instagram. He invited us up here to the show. We build tattoo machines and we're just a part of this culture out here and just the chance to experience what's going on up here in Monterey. You build tattoo machines. Yes, sir. How many people are in that company? Well, believe it or not, we have about 27 people. No, because, yeah, I, I work at a small manufacturing company. We make stamps <laughs> for the scrapbooking industry, and we have 12, you know? Yeah. And we, we still we get shit done, you know? But Absolutely. Wow, 20. Holy crap. So you guys are busy. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, a couple of our competitors, you know, just, just I don't want to name them or anything whatnot, but uh, they have about two to 300 employees. Oh, So we're, shit. we're like that. We call it the Bishop 300. We're a tight unit and a tight family. And then, to be honest, it starts up at the top. It starts with the owner, Franco Viscovi. Uh, this gentleman's been tattooing for almost 30 years. He is an icon in the industry and a national treasure. You know, that man has paved the way for so many people in this industry. And all we can do is just come out and show the love and support, man. And then, so when you say you make ta- tattoo equipment, like you make the tattoo guns? We make, we I'm, make I'm the machine. I'm a total ignorant to the to ta- tattoo. That's why I love that I, I got we got invited to this. Absolutely. Because I have no tattoos. and I mean, I, I like them. You know, I'm not anti-tattoo or anything. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for them, but just not my scene you know absolutely it's it's so interesting to see how the tattoo community has grown over the years you know when i started with in in 2011 2012 i actually came over to learn how to tattoo and at the time you know we were getting orders let's just you know random you know number but let's just say we get an order of 25 machines and it was like whoa we got somebody that just wants to buy 25 machines that's crazy now i mean we get an order for 2500 <laughs> and and are these shops or like like retail stores that sell like who's buying this so we have you know we got distributors around the world you know and and it, it's always been scaling up you know when when i started there was only four employees it was a neighbor's son uh, Franco, his wife, and myself, and then we got a couple more people, and we've grown over the years. We've moved seven times in the past eleven years. Just we're, we just keep growing, and we, to be honest, we can't even keep up. We need more people. Damn. <laughs> so we're looking out there at home. Yeah. You guys check out bishoptattoosupply.com. Yeah. We can always use a little bit more help over there. <laughs> You're down in Orange County too, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, Southern California. Absolutely, man. So if I was a tattoo artist, yes. can I go to your website and and buy enough equipment where I could start tattooing? Absolutely. You know, we offer everything. You know, and that was it, it's it's funny. Again, we got stories for every single one of these questions. Uh, I remember when Franco was working on my back about 7 8 years ago. One day he just he looked up at his station. He said, "James, look up at the look up at my shelf right there." I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "We're going to have 
our name on every single one of those products. <laughs> it was almost like manifesting. Fuck like yeah. he, he had the vision. He had the vision and said, one day we're going to make all of that. So we now make our own needles, uh, the ointment and aftercare, grips, anything within the tattoo, the inks, everything. That, okay, that was my another everything. question. The ink. Holy crap. Now I want to go to your facility. That oh, man. Like, let's, hey. let's go do a whole hour on this. By all, hey, I tell you what. You want an exciting interview? Come down to the come down to our house, man. We would we would welcome you guys with open arms, man. <laughs> you may just be walking out with a tattoo, though. Yeah, right. Oh, don't tell my mom. <laughs> <laughs> my mom didn't know about my tattoo either. Neither did my grandma. <laughs> now, God rest her. But uh, I think she would approve of of the artwork that I have on my body. Like it's paying it's paying the bills, grandma. Absolutely. And uh, Absolutely. how many events like this do you go to a year? Well, before COVID, man, I was yeah. on the road. 24 could be 30 weeks out of the year. Oh, wow. So, um, again, the, the, the blessing of this industry is I can't even quantify it in the sense of I've seen, I've been around the world, thankful to the tattooing community, everywhere from Stockholm, Moscow, Singapore, Beijing, India, Italy, France, Paris. I mean, it goes. The only place I tell you what, okay. The only place I really want to get down to is Brazil and Latin America. Oh, really? We haven't we haven't been down there yet. Haven't been down there yet, but everywhere else. And what's awesome is to see how this art form. You may not even be able to speak the same language, but yet there's that understanding in in the art and in the culture that you you don't even need to speak the same words, but you can understand someone. Well, that's what I found interesting, and I never even thought about this. Yeah. In interviewing Paulina, that that you know, part of the people that put this together, yeah. where she was saying, like, man, we, we, you know, these tattoo artists have to get certified. You know, there's health and safety protocol yeah. type things, and some of these people don't speak English. So the county health department's like, okay, well, here, fill this out, and, and if they're from Madrid, they're like, well, that doesn't make sense to me. You know, <laughs> they, they got to get tested. They had to get some kind of test and approval, you know, and yeah. apparently that test was only in English. So it's like. It was, it was neat to see, yeah, how global this thing really is. And, yeah, and, and how she put that effort in. Because you could also be like, yeah, sorry, you know, that's too much work. Only American artists. No, Paulina, Paulina and Juan have done such an amazing job with this show and what they've done in bringing the community together. I mean, we're out here staring at some of the most amazing, amazing classic cars. And just the energy out here, the people that are out here. Everybody's, it's, it's the community. And I think that's what's so beautiful about the tattoo industry is that you can bring so many people from different cultures at our studio alone. It's like one day there's a, a rock star. One day there's a, a baseball player. Next day there's a priest. And then there's yes. teachers, you know, and you see every walk of life. And the one common denominator is tattooing. And that's all. Yeah. What I've been saying that I loved from being here Friday and now today is, is the amount of families here. One hundred percent. Again, growing up again in the Mexican culture, our parents were like gangsters have tattoos. You know, bad people have tattoos. One hundred percent. And so to see the kids, you know, interacting with just regular people, you know, because that's what that's the people that actually have tattoos are just people. You know, one thousand percent. And I'll tell you what, some of my best friends have the most tattooed faces and and have. You know, prison records and rap sheets that are, you know, longer than our laundry lists. <laughs> but you know what? Some of these guys have the biggest hearts and have are just the most compassionate people. And it's like once you get through that barrier, that exterior barrier that lies there, you see who that person really is. And when you can communicate with them on that level, there's nothing better than that. And I think as me, you know, I come I come from the suburbs. But some of my best friends are some of the most gnarliest gangsters. <laughs> and there was no way that that should have ever happened, the way that society is set up, that we should have ever come across. We should have never met. Yeah. Yet the gift of this industry has opened up lifetime friendships. And with the art, being an artist manager with all of our artists from around the world, I mean, I could, I could make a phone call and go to Italy. You know, just yeah. as my Italian artist is on his way to Germany and I can get him plugged in with the studio. Yeah. You know, so it's just, it's a beautiful network that I'm glad you're getting a chance to be exposed to the culture. And, and again, opening up to other cultures. Here we are with car clubs. And again, we're watching families walk around here yeah. and just enjoy it, dude. On a Sunday afternoon yeah. up here in Monterey. There's Couldn't, songs about this. 
<laughs> right? People write we were, songs. We about were this chilling thing. in a park, <laughs> yeah. waiting for the sun to go down. Yeah. <laughs> but all right. It was me, my friends at Salinas Underground <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> you, but yeah, all right, James. I'm gonna. I see we have another person here that wants to come on. Is anything else that? What? Uh, where's your, what's the Instagram handle? Uh, our Instagram is Bishop Rotary. We're at bishoptattoosupply.com. You guys have any questions? Feel free to hit us up, man. And thank you so much for your time, brother. Really appreciate it. Thank you for coming over. Anytime, man. Good luck with everything. Thank you. Once we get one guest, it just keeps coming. It's like a waterfall now. We, we broke the dam, and now guests are coming in, and we got winners, dude. We got winners on the mic. <laughs> right now, now that now sitting with me is Miss Inc. at the Bay 2022. Is that what the... Yes, hello. How are you guys doing today out there? Hello, your highness. <laughs> Thank you for... She's out. She's floating 10 feet above me right now. You can't see... Oh, damn, there's a... Ah, oh, totally. The, the camera, like, never mind. Sorry. No more Hollywood magic. Okay, I have so many questions. Okay. Well, actually, what's your name? I, that's why I really... I'm not going to keep calling you Missing at the Bay. That's good. Hello, my name is Mia Lachlan, and my pinup name is Dorothy B. Strange. Do you have names? Yes, oh, we, we do usually have a real name and our stage name, you know. <laughs> and so how did that come about? How did Dorothy B. Strange? Um, so the Dorothy B. Strange is kind of comprised of the women in my family. My great-grandmother, Dorothy, she was always a snazzy dresser and always made sure her family was in line. Um, the B comes from my aunt, Bonnie. Um, so I took the B from her name and then I, you know, and then the last name of strange, because I've always just told, been told I've been a strange character in life and bees make the world go around. So you just got to be you, be authentic and be strange no matter what. And you're wearing yellow. So that goes with the B. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So good to describe, you're in a yellow dress, dress so- with a white apron with, with an apron yes yeah, so today's theme uh of inked at the bay was under the sea and beyond okay. and so i thought i'd come a little campy and so i'm a seafood waitress yeah That's- and again because she's got a plate there's a a crawdad what do, what do you yeah, call yeah everyone I, has their own term for yeah those so this things. is a crawdad and a lemon and some butter classic not yeah. hungry <laughs> i want to I want to go to Louisiana for a cookout. I've, yeah. I've always seen that. I've never experienced the it where the big old pot, pot you know, you just and it's pour just... it on the thing. You have a crawfish boy. Yeah, it's something that you definitely have to experience in life. It's it's great. And so, what do you? When do you do this pinup thing other than Ink at the Bay? Ink at the Bay. So last weekend, I actually was just at the uh, Castroville party at the Playa, and I just won first place, pinup queen for the Midnighters Club, and then. I was yesterday was out in Sacramento at Alley Cats. Um, so they just kind of come up and I travel from L.A. all the way up to Sacramento. What? And I do. And, and I have and I have fun and I enjoy them and I meet all my pinup sisters. It's a, like a circuit? It is. It's a circuit. And you get to know each other. At first, it's weird because you don't know anybody and you're new and you're out there in your little Amazon dress and you're just trying to figure it out. And then eventually what happens is people take you under their wings and you make friends and it just kind of goes around. You see what other other does. It pushes your imagination. I think of pinup like drag. It's a sport and the bigger, the better. Yeah, well, that's actually, yeah, I didn't want to be rude and make that parallel, but that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Because, you know, when you said you had a character name and everything, I'm like, <laughs> what? I, oh, have, you, have you ever seen But I'm a Cheerleader? Yes. Oh, I didn't know RuPaul was such a good act. I mean, he's amazing at everything he does, but I, he was so fucking funny in, yes. in, in that movie. So when did you start doing pinup? My first pinup contest was in 2018, and it was the Castroville Midnighters Party in the Playa. I didn't place. That went to Cupcake Calamity. And then my second pinup contest I actually ever entered was this one at Inked at the Bay, where Miss Luna won first place in that one. But I was a contestant. I think I placed in the top five. So it's really cool to come back around and that Inked at the Bay is back after the pandemic. And it was the second contest I've ever entered. And to win first place is awesome. So how many contestants were there? I believe there were 11 of us. 11. Oh, man. Yeah. And does the outfit stay the same? Uh, No. Um, Sometimes they change for the themes. Like, so this one was theme of under the sea. Hence why I was a seafood waitress. 
And last week was a Western themed. So yesterday it was more Western. And sometimes there are no themes. So it's just sometimes they come as you are, your own character, or they have a theme for you to follow. And it's just your interpretation of it. And how long did it take you to get ready? Today or for this out? Um, t- yeah, this today. I see. I think I woke up at eight thirty this morning. <laughs> uh, Brush the nerves off. Finish hot gluing things, and you know, hair, makeup, make hair. Decided to cooperate with me today, so that went smoothly. But preparing for a pinup contest that day can take anywhere for two to three hours, maybe, and it can go weeks or months into planning your outfit for these things. Okay, and this is this is kind of a little bit more personal question. Okay, I'm gonna make out make an assumption. Are you black? Ah, uh, yes, I am. How many black girls or people do pin up? Well, there the, we are here, but there and is you're not winning a lot of us. Yes, and you're winning. I'm trying to bring a little bit of representation. I know here in the beautiful Central Coast, I got to compete against my beautiful Latina sisters. And trust me, I love when they win, especially when we do go to other places where we are definitely the minority. So, yeah, I'm out here representing us for us black girls and pin up. Yes, we are out here. Yes, we do it. And yes, we have fun. <laughs> and did you like admire that growing up? Um, Growing up. Pinup was not necessarily in my life, but I definitely it loved the vintage and older aesthetic styles. Like the clothes were better, cars are still lasting. When you can find an outfit from 1920 and it's still in condition versus the fast fashion we have, you know, nowadays, it's wonderful. So I actually enjoy older things because they were just built to last. They were built with quality. Or is your house full of like old appliances and stuff like that? Um, <laughs> I, I see those people on Instagram I that like do. live like they're in the fifties. One day when I win the lottery, I will have a mid-century modern house filled with every vintage antique ever imaginable. No, unfortunately, I live in Gilroy, so it's <laughs> your basic Gilroy apartment. I do fill it with a lot of like vintage collectibles, which my husband sure says I have way too many of. But hey, you got to do what you got to do. And if people wanted to follow you or see your outfit, do you have an Instagram or social media or anything? Or they just have to find these events? No, yes. You can You can definitely find me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. My, TikTok? So you're under 30? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I look under 30. So if you wanted to find me, I'm at Mistress, M-I-S-T-R-E-S-S, Strange, S-T-R-A-N-G, at Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. Oh, sorry, and sorry, TikTok. I threw you off sorry. with the TikTok. <laughs> or it's easier just to find me by my name is Mia M I A, and my last name is Lachlan L A U G H L I N, and it's just like laugh. <laughs> Whoa, that was a yeah, that's a Lachlan. I was like L O C K L I N, yeah, no, and then you like just Lachlan. threw a G in there. Lachlan. <laughs> anyway, th- thanks for doing this. Thank you and is there much. anything you want to shout out before you, before we kick you off the mic here? Yeah, of course. I just want to, we just celebrated Memorial Day. So I want to, all of our men and women that served in the forces that gave their life for us, I want to thank them. I'd also like to give a shout out to here in Monterey, Salinas, Gilroy, Watsonville, Castroville, the whole Central Coast. Keep it on lock. Keep these beautiful cars coming and... I'll be out here at these car shows. Yeah, come come vote for her if you're a judge. <laughs> anyway, thank you for doing this. Thank you. I'll let you go. You're free now. All right. Bye. We are back. Well, I'm back. The the Lowrider Awards just got handed out. Everything is wrapping up here. Long weekend. A lot of families. I still love that. I still can't get I can't say that enough. Because this is something that when we were, my mom would have thought that this was a gang festival. <laughs> In her eyes, she would have been like, eh, that is just drugs and violence and, and everything, depravity going on there. But What part do you think would have made her think it was gang? Because it's like both tattoos tattoo and lowriders. Ta- both yeah, of them. I both, hate that stigma, right? Well, and, and I was talking to uh, Rob earlier. He's a photographer for Street Low Magazine. And I was telling him how much I was loving the Japanese. There's a Japanese Chicano lowrider subculture 
Oh, yeah. And when they I actually s- own Lowrider Magazine now, a Japanese company. Oh, does. They, yeah, that's so yeah. cool. I mean, they're all, well, and when I told them what, when I first saw that video, immediately, I mean, you know me, I was already like, Rrr. like, you know, because I thought, like, what, what part of the culture are they taking? Correct. Are they taking yeah. the violence, the, the drug use, whatever, and, and mm. kind of glorifying that? But no, they took the music, they took the cars, they took the clothes. The makeup, the yeah. women, the eyeliner, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And also, all the little nuanced fashion of it as well. You know well, that's I mean? where it was like, yeah, it was so, such, a res- such a respectful thing of doing. And again, and it wasn't just like, oh, we want to seem like tough guys in Japan. Like they, You could tell they genuinely admire the culture. And like I told them, the first time I saw the Vice or whatever video, I literally teared up. I teared up because I was like, fuck yeah, that this is that is what I want. That is what our culture is, you know, and, and I'm glad that that's all they took from it is the pod. They're like, dude, this is the camaraderie. Yeah. Again, the, the, the clothes, the makeup, the the, the cars. And yeah, it's a trip too to know that that was something that was started by Chicanos, right? Like this is our shit right here. And it's now internationally appreciated not just internationally known because it's one thing to be known but it's a different thing to be appreciated right so to be internationally appreciated you know for something that like our people started that shit's fucking dope i ain't even gonna lie well and and i was also mentioning to him the the generational thing because he was saying how uh, right now the the mexican culture or the people we're going through you know what happened with the uh, rob was calling me right now but anyway but he was saying like the the multi-generational thing that now our culture is we now have more political power more financial yes. power yes. More, you know we were more there or that and um and like we're saying in san jose they just got rid of the cruising ordinances and, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. salinas they're talking about getting yep. rid of that and things that our parents were denied street bending yeah it's exactly well that, that's what i'm saying yeah. all of a sudden you you have mexican americans that are on the city council you know 20 22 26 years old and, and they all of a sudden hey they're they're making decisions that make sense to us you yeah know? And, for sure yeah because again i remember you know main street on friday nights and it, it was just people hanging out you know and shit always happens there's always things happen when a big group of people get together you said cruising on main street i'm old school we used to cruise down the alisal back in the day <laughs> I mean, yeah you see i mean i'm not old enough for that uh, but i rem- i do remember yeah you could see the old videos and yeah, yeah cruising yeah. down market so, and um those are my deals and my mom but speaking of cruising we got a legend of Monterey County here. So let me go ahead and pass the mic over to him, Oz, so you can get this interview taken care of. All right. So now we are here with Frank, right? I was hearing Frank. Yeah, Frank Calderon. Frank Calderon from Oldies Car Club. Oldies Monterey County out of Salinas. Yeah, that, that's what that somebody was telling me that you guys are the ones responsible for this car show. Yeah, you know, we generally got together through the show with my buddy at Ink at the Base, we just incorporated. So, you know, we all like tattoos. <laughs> we all like cars. So mix them up. We get a good environment. Fuck yeah, dude. And and that's what, well, I, right before you got on the mic, I, you know, I, I was telling uh, Samantha there that what what I'm loving is that because I didn't grow up in, the, in this kind of, you know, my, my parents, my mom really, who the one who raised me, wasn't really into lowrider, definitely wasn't into tattoos or anything. And like I was telling her, to her, like when I was a kid, this would be like a an event for cholos to come do violent shit, you know, in her head. Yeah, it's all stereotyped. It's it all stereotyped. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm loving. This is that there's families here, and the kids that are here, they there's no that stigma is not going to be there, bro. It's just people hanging out. Yeah, you know, like for me, I, I think I probably know about ninety percent of everybody here. You know, I've, I've been doing this for 35, 40 years, passed on from my from my older brother. But dad was a suit suitor, so it, it's it's in it's in our culture, you know, and and we were all stereotyped. Yeah, you have a tattoo, you know, you get pulled over by the cops. Uh, back then, cruise we used to cruise for hours, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it was it was really happening back then. And when you say back then, what? what? Well, I'm gonna say I'm not trying to call you out. No, nah, that's all right. <laughs> you know, it's probably like what I remember the '70s, '80s, and it kind of died out a little bit. You know, it, it was forbidden to cruise because. 
it was a way to control the Chicanos. You yeah. Know? That's what it was. Well, and that, that's what I was also talking about now is now we're getting a little bit more political power. And now you're seeing San Jose just repeal their uh, their anti-cruising ordinances. And all of a sudden you're talking Salinas. There's talk of like, hey, well, if they did it in San Jose, you know, why, why don't we do it here? Yeah, that's a, absolutely right. You know, it takes, it takes the political field to get involved to get us up there. That's what it takes. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, and when you say 70s and 80s, this was in Salinas? Salinas, you know, my old brother was one of the original members the Salinas Crusaders, I think they started like 73 or something like Holy that, 75, shit. so, you know, I was around them since I was like maybe 11 years old, you know, I was the guy running, get the bear for every all the older cats, and, and that's Stacy, I want to do this, I want to do that, you know, and, and um, I opened up one of my, my own chapters later in life, uh, I have 10 years with uh, the oldest chapter here in Salinas, Maricani, and we have about maybe... 20 we have about 20 chapters uh we're, we're oh alive. damn yeah, yeah. where did it start from well it started the oldie started in actually san fernando in la they kind of met uh i'm thinking back san diego it's been around for about 50 years <laughs> and, and san fernando's been around 49 years pretty pretty much they met up at a park in a way but check out those dudes they're wearing our they're, they're they got oldies well check out these, these dudes you know they're oldies so they combined it together and and as a matter of fact, one of the one of the founders was here, and his wife made the plaque for the oldies, for the oldies uh, chapters, for all the chapters. So she was here. So that one that's on the shirt right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've all seen it. If you've ever yeah, seen yeah. a lowrider magazine, yeah, you've seen the oldies plaque, and they're called plaques. They're plaques. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The back. You know, to be asked to start a chapter is pretty honorable. You know, because it, because the car, the cards are are, are are just pretty prestige. We got rules and how to keep them. Have to be uh, inside and out, restored, the motor restored, undercarriage pretty much, frame up restoration and stuff like that. And do like uh, people from other chapters come over and check that out before? Or? All the time, yeah. We go to shows and, and like today we brought some cars from, from uh, Bay Area. There was one from Coachella. And they just sit there and we just display our cars. We don't, we don't, we don't participate in, in the judging. Oh, okay. We don't we don't do that. So we just at all or just today? Just today here, because we're throwing it. We're sponsoring. Oh it. yeah, again. How, how are you guys gonna win first what's, place? What's the bro? word I never used when I was a kid? Nepotism, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so that, that's it. At third place, oldies. Second yeah. place, oldies. Like it, all right, it happens all the time. <laughs> well, and that's where I was very, very impressed. And, and not, not to say anything about this event, but I just honestly thought, oh, like, oh, it was just going to be, you know, not, it's Monterey County. You, know, you can you can make a car show easily by just calling a couple people. But I this was fully organized. It was huge. There were so many trophies. You're a pro. How many times have you do, have you done well, that on this? This is this is eight year, but uh, but I've been going to competitions to. I mean, right now, not, not to brag or nothing, but I hold uh, the bomb of the year. In the country, I'm a two-time champ for bomb of the year. And and just what is bomb really like a definition? Well, the bomb in the category that I go is like a radical. They go by modifications. I have original bomb was it was built precisely to original and beyond. And I got modifications where top roofs, side doors, tilt trunk, tilt hood. Uh, you change the suspension to Jaguar. It goes on and on and on. So when you go to a car show and you see a car again with, with its hood off and its and its trunk open and and all that separated, that's what's considered a bomb. Like the year doesn't matter. The I always bomb, figured it was bomb, old. The bomb is considered in the in the true bomb year is a 1954 and older. Oh, it's considered a bomb. 54 and older. Okay, the fifty-four and older, and there's and there's different categories, years like like we did years. So that's how that's how you judge the cars, thirties, and they could be original, street, mile, full custom. I mean, it gets pretty intense. Yeah, no, I saw the amount of trophies out there. I was like, man, there's a lot of categories. And um, this is what, I've been talking about this with basically everyone that came on. The, have you been to Japan yet? Have you seen what the Japanese people are doing with the lowrider scene? I see them in L.A. all the time. I, I see them in Vegas. I see them at all the big super shows. And, and they're like the past of us now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. No, I love it when I saw it. That's what I was saying. Like, at first, I was a little concerned of, like, hey, wait, what, what aspects of the culture did they take? But, it like, they took the cars, they took the makeup, they took the, the music, and I was like, I love it. I love that that's what, what they, they latched on to. You got the slick hair, the Ben Davis, the Dickies, yeah. the Pendletons, and they're tattered up. 
Dude, so in and ah, I'm bouncing everywhere because man, we'll talk later. But man, I could sit here for hours with you because we're Selena's underground. You know, that's, that's our right. whole point. We've been talking. You know, we we tell stories from Selena's to show the different parts of Selena's that aren't usually covered in the news and, and that kind of stuff. And but where did you cruise in the 70s and 80s? It couldn't have been North Maine back then. No, so back then it was a, a place called Sherwood Park. Sherwood, they used to cruise Sherwood Park before at the sports complex. Like by the, by the Rodell, okay, yeah. The Rodell grounds the cruiser, Alisal Street, Closter Park in the east side. That was that was one what? of the Park around there. We cruised from Closter Park all the way down to uh, East Alisal, right by Highway 101 over there. Yeah. It was packed. What? Bumper to bumper, man. It, it, it was pretty awesome. From Closter Park? From Closter Park, man. You turn around the park and you go all, you go back where the store was called Monty Mart. Yeah, and I it remember was Taco Monty Bell. Mart. All those all those streets bumper to bumper. People in San Jose used to come over here. That's crazy. Yeah. Cause well I grew up yeah, because I I was born in eighty seven and I moved out of the east side in ninety seven. And again in the nineties it was pretty rough, you know, and, and there was a yeah. lot of lot more rules and stuff. At that point, and now, yeah, nobody was cruising Tout Street, you know, for sure. Oh, nobody. <laughs> that, but that's crazy. That that's what it was. But there wasn't that. I was like, how did the Salinas look like that point? Oh, it was, pre- it was pretty awesome. It, it was pretty awesome. Because the mall wasn't there. No. The mall there? Which one? The mall. Northridge. No, none of the. Oh, the mall was. That's the north side. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. The mall, you know what? Back in the 80s, they had the theater. The theater was there. It was called Northridge. It's just, it was called Northridge. It's still Northridge, Yeah, I think it's, right? the, yeah. Yeah, Macy's was a yeah. podium. I remember but that. But the whole area was called, it was still Northridge back then. And then you still had the, the theater in the back, but it wasn't as big as it was now. I'm like, what was Jalisciense back then? Oh, man, I don't even remember Jalisciense. <laughs> it was Wendy's and... Oh, yeah. you're talking about the one on, uh, on Alice House. Yeah, on Alice It was the yeah. Wendy's. Oh, yeah, that was the Wendy's. I think that's in um, King Street, in the corner of King Street. And, and that went down to West Market. You want to talk? You want to go way back? Yeah, hell yeah. The fruit stand was on Market Street. It's you know? still there, right? That's that fruit stand. Yeah, but it's not the original. Fruit oh, stand. They okay. Changed it. I, I think it's uh, Esperanza or something like oh, that, right? I always thought that was the original. And there's other stories of the fruit stand. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, we know them. Yeah, we mentioned them before. The fruit standers are. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Alina's legend. Oh man, that's right. That's that's freaking that's what I love and and we've you know the history when we've told history we've gone back to two hundred years of Selena's history and people love that but this history again the the more so you want to go deeper in that you, oh yeah you, you know, old town Selena's you know all that was Highway One and One before from Abbott Street it all went down to the I middle. actually I did a history thing about, uh, about Highway One and One so yeah so but you remember that I, yeah and so One and One used to go through there and then go through uh, Gilroy. Morgan Hill, the uh, San Juan Grade. It came out to Santa Teresa Road all the way back to the back roads there by the railroad tracks all the way down there. So that was the old higher one. And and that one, San Juan Grade, they went over the hill. That was like, man, probably in the 1900s back then. Dude, yeah, that was, yeah, that shit went way. So, and Old Town, was that a, a like a spot to hang out? Or what was that like back then? Back, You know, there was there was a lot of bars, of course, back then. What, what, what's uh, one Steinbeck's at? The Steinbeck Center? That was well, that wasn't there. That road they used to, used to tee off there, and they had a bar there. An old town Salinas had a bar there. There used to be a tank. I think it's called Sherwood. Is it Sherwood Park? I think it's. Oh no, no, it's not. It's called Baton Park. Baton, yeah, the triangle, the little triangle Baton. There used yeah. to be a tank there. You guys, you know that? It's a, right? Yeah, it's over at the Monterey County Historical yeah. Society on Baranda now. So across the there, there, there were bar. I mean, they used to have bars everywhere. I think they used to try to try to keep the Latinos down all the time. You know, there was more. Liquor licenses there than there was in Caucasian, you know, sides and stuff. So you know the history on that. Oh yeah. hell yeah! No, I that. Uh, <laughs> okay, I can say worse then. Huh? Well, dude, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. yeah well, we watch like, live. Uh, you dude, know, yeah, they, oh yeah, fuck they, yeah, they, yeah. They, don't don't they, censor yourself they, at all. That's they, cool. They have permits like in a what a, a ten mile radius probably. As, as to us, every block had a, a liquor store, right? So, dude, well, so then you remember when Chinatown was live, and we used well, my, to do shows at the Copa right so, before it shut down. My tia had a bar there, and and, and back back. I remember that's where all the the real pimps were hanging out, and the real. Uh, hookers used to hang out there, so it wasn't drug and drug infested as it is now. Oh, okay, it was less drug. Oh but man, still... they were they were legit hookers going down there. You know, that's until, what Fort Order was going on, right? Uh, when Fort Order was there too, yeah, the old Navy base. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, the Army base right yeah. there, on engine and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, those guys had to find some fun. That's all oh, that. Well, sure, the girls were making a lot of money over there. <laughs> yeah, that was good. 
And where would you drink when you were 21? Oh, we, oh what would I drink? I drank it all. No, where? Oh, where? Yeah, anywhere. Anywhere. Anywhere I did everything. It don't matter. In the car, in the wherever. <laughs> Is there any places still around? Mariano's? The King, you know what? King's Dan has been around forever. Really? King's Dan's been there. I never got I to drink that. at Caps, man. That, that that was a pretty legendary spot. Uh, Caps got famous probably like in the nineties because of some because of a some of a situation, some incidents that that, that you know that happened there. Weird. That's a real estate place now. Oh, you know, yeah. it's Is all it really. Yeah, a lot of ghosts in that place, probably. Yeah. Huh? I can. Uh, I yeah, those. but you know, the, the Loretta culture is back and it's strong. And, and and a lot of these guys that I know, you know, I've known them since we're like 15 years old. You know, they came back. We all got gray hair now, and you know, it's alive. What's the farthest you've ever traveled to show off a car? Uh, Denver, Colorado, uh, Albuquerque, oh, New Mexico. Um, I mean, I've gone to Arizona, Vegas. Um, my next one's going to be, my next show's in Vegas. And then I'm shooting for Texas. It's on my list for next month, for next year. Next. I got to go to Texas. Have you ever been? Personally, I've been to Texas, but not to show my car. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Is your little cockier when you're from California and you show up there? Or do they nah, look at you man. different? No, nah, they, they're really humble and, and they appreciate you going over there sometimes better than the people in, in Cali. You know, even though they, they, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll say, hey, man, we've been checking you off on you. You know, really good compliments and everything, you know. They treat you good. And what's your dream car? My dream car? I already have it. I already built what is it. it? It's, a, it's a 1942. It's called uh, Captain 42. I'm a 42 guy. I got a 42 Fleetline, 42 convertible, and uh, the Radical 42 in a 42 coupe truck. Is it trickier to find parts? Because that was like World War II. It is tricky stuff? to find parts, but then after a while, you tend to know who has all the parts okay. and stuff, and you kind of, you know, network. Dude, I just want to talk the whole Salinas thing. I, I, I you have so much Salinas history that I oh, I man, can tell you a bunch of stories, but you know, you could just some stories I can't tell you. Right? Yeah, they'll be they'll be off air stories. Oh, you got it. But nah, that's great. Anyway, I I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for thank coming you, on man. again. Talk to this you anytime. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know you were uh, uh, you know off on the air or anything. So how how do I listen to you? Anywhere. Again, wherever you listen to music on your phone. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, you know, so Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, you know, wh whatever you listen to music on your phone, you just look up Salinas Underground. Okay, man.